This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. So, I'm trying to remember how long ago it was. Probably six weeks ago. We had my friend Kanata Edwards at Not of the Scribe on this program, and we were talking about the then hapless Brooklyn Nets. And I asked him, could they make the uh, the, the can maybe make the playoff? Um, uh, then we, a couple of weeks ago, we talked to Nada again, and he was ready. It's like, oh no, they're good, but I don't think they can beat blah 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 blah. All right, well, let's bring in. My friend Kanata Edwards at Not of the Scribe on Twitter. Where do we stand today on the Brooklyn Nets who seemingly can't lose? I trust them <laughs> to um how to put this. I trust them to beat Milwaukee. I want to see what Boston does, even though Boston just gave up 150 to yeah. Oklahoma City without SGA. So I understand where you're going with this. <laughs> and I knew that we will have this conversation the minute uh, I was like, we're going to talk about the Nets first. Because wait, I wait. know my friend Adam Gold. I know my friend. I know my friend very well. He was going. We were going to bring this up. Right. I knew I was going to face the consequences of my actions. So I am here to throw myself at the mercy of you, my friend Adam. And you know what? I am sorry. I, 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 here's the thing. I expected space cadets like Kyrie Irving to be space cadets. <laughs> what I did not factor was that Kevin Durant was probably still the best player in the NBA. And you know what we're not doing? We're not doing enough talking about him. You're right. Like, and and I'm, I'm guilty of this as, as anyone else. But for right now, he, he's the best player in the, in the league right now, and he should be, even though I think it's a little too early to talk about NBA MVP stuff, Right, he should be the front runner for MVP right now because he's doing work on both ends right now. First of all, I generally agree with you about Brooklyn. Every team, go, it, and, and there's no question that when you have, and I don't think I am uh, using hyperbole here, when you have two of the 15 most talented players that have ever played in Durant and Kyrie, a hot streak is there. I do I do think that this is as much about a hot streak as it is about Brooklyn being legitimately this good. Uh, and I agree with you also that when we get, when push comes to shove, I think Milwaukee is better. And I think Boston is better, although we're going to get into the uh, the minds of Boston here in a bit. Um, but I do think that if Kyrie and Durant stay on the court together for the balance of the year and they build some chemistry with some really good other players, if they can keep Seth Curry upright, uh, Patty Mills, Nick Claxton, they've got bodies, they've got good players they, I, they, they will definitely be better than I thought and you thought. I believe. Yeah. Well, we also, and while we're giving all this credit out, I think we also have to give credit to Jacques Vaughn. Yep. Because this is where we say Steve Nash was woefully undeserving of that job. Of course, and the experience. <laughs> we knew that. Though. That. That yeah, we we knew that. We just didn't know how much. <laughs> it's amazing what happens when you have a guy that has an idea of what he's doing and starts 
implementing structure and guys start flourishing under that structure. Guys like Nick Claxton, who have developed and been one of those bigs that, you know what, you can't necessarily play him off the floor. And if that means Kevin Durant doesn't have to do a whole bunch of minutes at the five, it's a brilliant strategy. There's a lot of structure to this. Kyrie Irving's been one of the best players in the fourth quarter this year. That's all structure. That's Jock Vaughn knowing his team, knowing what he can do. And more importantly, at this point, they're also they're also doing this thing where everyone's attacking like the three point line. They're not. They're saying we have two of the best players in the world that can hit mid-range at a 40% clip, 50% clip. So why not play to their strengths? It's amazing what happens when you coach to the talent that you actually have. And it's a very brilliant job. And and I'm saying this somewhat hyperbole, somewhat sarcastically, that Jacques Vaughn is just coaching this team up and doing it right And it just shows you where if they hired the proper coach before now, who knows where they are right now? Maybe James Harden even stays. And think about how crazy that sounds. Mm -hmm. This team might actually have been fully actualized, and they may have been to an uh, Eastern Conference final, much less an NBA final by now if they put the proper coach in place. Well, they might have been to an Eastern Conference final or an NBA final if Kevin Durant had smaller feet. Uh, because that was the only thing that separated them a couple of years ago from advancing in the playoffs uh, when his, uh, the, the, the rubber of the, of the sole of his shoe was on the three-point line, uh, which made it, uh, I guess they put him in either in overtime. I don't even remember the exact situation, but it was the one point definitely mattered. Uh, Kanata Edwards, at Nada the Scribe on Twitter, is joining us here. Let me move to... You mentioned Boston, who gave up 150 points to the Oklahoma City Thunder. And they did not have Shea Gilgis-Alexander, who's been just an absolute machine this year. Did Boston just not give a damn? And is that why they lost back-to-back games against the sorry Orlando Magic? And is that ultimately a problem? Adam Gold in studio with my man, Coach Pete Deruta, Capital Financial Advisory Group. I was on your website, and I love the term financial termites because there are always things eating at your money that you can't see. So you don't want financial termites. Termites in the financial world are risk, fees, unnecessary commissions. All the bad things that we see and we hear about on TV are happening many times inside your portfolio you don't see. So you need a financial exterminator. Well, for the next 10 of you to call, we'll put together for you your very own total retirement plan at no cost. Call 888-843-0013. Or text Adam to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. It's a problem only because this team, this Boston team is always going to be a five, again, a three-game losing streak, four-game losing streak, losing, I don't know, five, out, again, six out of ten to, away from being it, bringing up should we bring back Ime Udoka, which is the dumbest conversation ever because you can't yeah. ever bring him back. But that's the problem. They And this is part of the issue of not firing Ime Udoka right. and basically burning the bridge to that because that's always going to be hanging over them. Part of this is that Boston doesn't – like it's an 82-game season. You're going to have these swoons. You're going to have these issues. And it's very clear that partially they do not care. The Orlando thing is funny because I think Orlando just has their number. 
when Bancaro plays the Celtics, he just does damage, and he's done it basically against them for all three games that they've played. There's that. Right. It's just a very weird situation. I'm not pushing the panic button on the Boston Celtics just yet because right around this time last year, we were all worried about them, and then what did they do? They ended up becoming the best defensive team in the league. Right. They added a whole bunch of talent in the trade deadline, and they ended up going to the finals and pushing Steph Curry to Steph Curry in them in six games. I'm not worried about them yet. I want to see what they do, and I think they do need another big. I like Robert Williams, but if Robert Williams is going to be in and out of the lineup right. and Al Horford being Al Horford being like literally just 80 and not necessarily <laughs> NBA years or dog years, it, however, whatever metric you want to use, he's old, unfortunately. Yeah. I want to, uh, like I said, I, I do worry about them. I'm just not going to push the panic button yet. Let me get to March. Let's see what this defense looks like. Let's see if they put all this together. And let's see if they add somebody else. And they add somebody else. I still think they're the favorite in the East. All right. I, I do want to talk about individuals here in a minute. But, uh, well, I guess this is about an individual. Zion Williamson, three weeks uh, before they will reevaluate his hamstring. I mean, what could New Orleans be if Zion could actually play the entire season? They would be the second favorite in the West, and, and it's not just Zion Williamson that's got these injury issues. Think about how many games him and Brandon Ingram have mm-hmm. played together. I think it's in the single digits yeah. this year. And I believe it may be, you might be able to count them on one hand if I'm not mistaken. But you're talking about two guys that can't stay healthy, but when they are on the floor are dynamic and will make everybody in the West sweat. Yes, including Ja Morant and the yeah. uh, Memphis Grizzlies, who claim to have not, again, who claim not to worry about anybody in the West, and they got smoked by the Golden State Warriors <laughs> on Christmas, which which I still found hilarious. Yes, all of that is funny. So, but this team should be up there with Memphis in terms of the young teams we talk a lot about. Unfortunately, injuries are going to be the reason, but like they might be the single deepest team in the league. Like Darian Sebron, who I know everybody knows, mm-hmm. can't get minutes for this squad. And he's constantly shipped back and forth on the bus. But he's doing work in the G League, and he can't even get minutes. This is the deepest team in the league in terms of depth, talent, and it's just they just need their stars. And if they get their stars right around April and, and, and take it into the playoffs, I think they can beat just about anybody in the West. And again, not the East. Not yet. They haven't done enough for that yet. But I think they'd be easily a a solid favorite, second favorite to being in the Western Conference Finals this year. Kanata Edwards, at Not of the Scribe on Twitter, is joining us here on the Adam Gold Show, CBSSports.com, podcast maven. Let me – I I know you said that Kevin Durant's best player in, in the league, and he might be. Nikola Jokic is the two-time defending most valuable yeah. player in the league. Yeah. Isn't he better now than he was then? Look, my son reads me box scores every day on yeah. the way to school, and every day we laugh at Jokic's 31, 16, and 11. Every day. He's basically averaging a triple-double. 
as a center in this league. Yeah. How does how is that guy not the best player in the league? Honestly, because he plays in the mountain time zone and I miss <laughs> a bunch of it. like that, that that like a bunch of us miss those games. Right, of course. He plays in the mountain time zone. Like Pacific time zone, it's easy. You understand. You're gonna get your you get your espresso. You're gonna have your latte about nine o'clock at, oh. at night just to make sure that you get through that last little slate of games. But the mountain time zone, if that's the latest game, then you know you know you're gonna call it an early night. And fortunately, for a guy like Nikola Jokic who plays in Denver, plays in the mountain time zone, those are the things that end up tripping him up. And in terms of recognition, on top of the fact that it's Denver. And unfortunately, they haven't been gangbusters until recently. Like Those are the things. But he's putting up absurd numbers. He's not going to get this MVP because we all know about voter fatigue. Unless you do something truly special, and I mean like 60, 65 win, maybe even flirting with the record of 72, 73 wins, that third MVP ain't coming. So unfortunately... He's got the mountain time zone and voter fatigue working against him. But as in terms of being recognized as one of the best players in the league, it's really just mountain time zone, voter fatigue, and probably the fact that teams will go hunt him on defense. Russell Westbrook like, won the MVP when he averaged a triple-double. Fair. If Nikola Jokic averages a triple-double, I don't – excuse me. It was Nikola Jokic's page on ESPN uh, screaming at me just now. If he averages triple-double, I don't see how he doesn't get uh, the MVP. Uh, his game on Christmas Day against Phoenix, 41-15-15. Yeah. I mean, he makes me laugh. Just like Luka Doncic uh, box scores make me laugh. When he, went, <laughs> when he goes for 60, 21, whatever the other number was, uh, and then he said, I need, a re- I need a recovery beer. It was one of the greatest things I've ever heard in a uh, in a post-game Interview. Are the Golden State Warriors kind of, I'm not saying back because they won the NBA title. No Steph Curry now going on, what, three weeks, four weeks? They've been without and he'll be Steph. He'll be back in two. So yeah, he'll be back in about two weeks. Are the Warriors worth paying attention again? They were always worth paying attention to. It was just what you were paying attention to them for. Like, if you wanted to pay attention to Draymond's antics, you always had reason to pay attention to Golden State. That's one of the big things. That was always the, one of the fun things about watching them. But if you were talking about title hopes, it was always going to be based on Steph and whether the kids grew up in time just to supplement what they have because they went full youth movement in terms of the supporting cast, and they've had justifiable struggles. They don't necessarily play – Jonathan Kaminga. They don't play Moses Moody. James Wiseman might as well be in Pelican Bay this, because he's that, he's under the jail that badly right yeah. now. I think we're going to end up paying attention to this team a lot more when we get to the trade deadline because I don't think – I think the Warriors understand they can't keep all this youth. They tried to play two different yeah. timelines, and the two timelines thing rarely ever works. The only time we've ever really seen it work – was that Spurs team with Kawhi Leonard and Tim Duncan. It's the only time we've ever really seen it work like that. I think we're going to see a couple of veterans get added to the squad, whether it's through the post, uh, again, post-deadline signings or trading one of those young guys, and they're going to get another guy. They're going to be deeper. They're going to have veteran experience, 
and we're going to wonder why we slept on them again. They are always dangerous. They are still going to be at least my favorite in the West. Wow. I like Memphis. I like Memphis, but that game against that Christmas game told me a lot about their need to grow up. I like Memphis less now based on that than I did before then. Yeah, there is. I think they believe they are better than they actually are. That's my view of the Memphis Grizzlies. They they haven't gone. They've gone through phase one of what it takes to become a title contender. We saw it last year when Golden State humbled them, tossed them out, and then we saw all the back and forth. We're going. We're heading to phase two where Memphis is going to understand what they do and don't have when they lose the Warriors again, (laughs) and then they're going to tweak it. And then phase three is when they overtake them. That's how this is. I feel like this is how this always goes. But Memphis feels like they're an adult away from really Mm -hmm. taking off and being something for the next five to seven years. No question. They have tons, absolutely tons of weapons. Uh, Not a a describe. Kanata Edwards, I appreciate your time as always, my friend. Happy New Year. I do appreciate also as you were uh, clapping back at me a little bit, which is fair, uh, I... A New York accent was coming through. You're welcome. It only comes out when you bring <laughs> it, you. You had to bring this out of me. It's right. almost like you. I only get like this now when Degrom gets hurt, and <laughs> well, it won't or, happen now. Yeah, well, well you won't true. care now. If Degrom gets that's hurt, true. you'll you'll chuckle. Yeah, but at the same point, like I got to worry about Scherzer. Yeah, yeah, so, and, and and Verlander. Yeah, well, I'm I'm worried less about Verlander. Really? I'm worried less about Verlander than I'm Scherzer right now. I mean, he's, we but just Scherzer, need like, yeah, prune pr- juice I'm, in the clubhouse at City Field. That's what they need. Well, yeah, for them and Buck. <laughs> uh, I'll bet you Buck's more regular. All right, we shouldn't be talking about this. Uh, I'll talk to you soon, my friend. <laughs> talk to you soon. <laughs> All right. I don't know what that that took a weird turn. Jake, I'm getting worried. My house hunt's taking longer than expected. We've made so many offers and keep losing out. You could really use the JAG Advantage. What's the JAG Advantage? The Jim Allen Group, number one real estate team in the state since 1996 with the largest inventory of home sites in the Triangle, 11,000. And they rep more than 65 communities. The Jim Allen Group? Oh, I get it. The JAG Advantage. Score with the Jim Allen Group at thejagadvantage.com. Equal housing opportunity.